Recently, I attended an Orange County symposium on homelessness. One of the speakers was the new president of Cal State Fullerton, Fram Vergie. He said that in just his brief time in office, he had noticed many students sleeping on campus because they had no home to sleep in. He recounted a meeting he was in at Fresno State where, when he asked leaders of the Associated Students what their biggest challenge was, they replied, hunger. Virgie explained that most Cal State campuses now have food pantries. The biggest problem is that so many of the students who use them take the food home so their parents can eat. The students remain hungry. This is the country you live in. What are you going to do about it? Welcome to another episode of Love and War, the podcast in which the irresistible force overcomes the immovable object. I'm your host, Lee Ballinger. I'm an author, poet, and producer based in Los Angeles. If you want to know more, check out my bio on Facebook, L-E-E-B-A-L-L-I-N-G-E-R. You can hit me up at rockrap at AOL.com. R-O-C-K-R-A-P, or on Facebook. It's a shame, it's a disgrace, why every time you show your face, somebody dies, man, somebody dies, man. Check it out. California's Kern County is not some rural backwater. It has a population of nearly a million people. Its capital is Bakersfield, one of the most important cities in California's Central Valley. Per capita, more people are killed by police in Bakersfield than any other city in the United States. Recently, a video was released in which Kern County Sheriff Donnie Youngblood was caught explaining to a county employees meeting one reason that the city is the capital of deadly force. Youngblood is seen on tape asking the question, when a deputy shoots somebody, which way is better financially, to cripple them or kill them for the county? Kill them can be heard out of view of the camera. Absolutely, Youngblood responds, because if you cripple them, you have to take care of them for life, and that cost goes way up. When the county paid $3.4 million to the family of a man who died in a confrontation with Kern County deputies, Youngblood opposed the settlement and chastised family members, wondering aloud whether they wished their loved one hadn't been a meth addict. The sheriff has fought California's sanctuary state movement, asked that Kern be labeled a law and order county, and consistently stood up for deputies accused of misconduct that resulted in fatalities. Recently, U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions announced that the Trump administration is lifting all restrictions on transferring surplus military equipment and weapons to state and local police departments. This puts more firepower in the hands of people like Kern County Sheriff Donnie Youngblood. 
The new farm bill proposes to cut food stamps by about $93 billion over 10 years and to require more participants in the nutrition program to be looking for work, training, or employed to remain eligible for benefits. The expanded work requirements would affect between 4 and 5 million participants. Where will those millions of people find jobs? There are few job openings in America today, and there are 97 million people of working age who are unemployed. This means that between 4 and 5 million people will be cut off of food stamps. How will they eat? Will starvation sweep America with a trail of dead bodies in its wake? Consider that in every country in the world where there is significant starvation, it started out as widespread hunger and then got worse. There are already over 14 million American children who do not eat regularly. Over 25% of U.S. college students do not eat regularly. Do the math and you can see what's coming. Reach out and unify before it's too late. Paperback I have a new book out called Love and War, My First 30 Years of Writing. You can download a copy absolutely free at loveandwarbook.com. That's loveandwarbook.com. Let me know what you think of it. Holders of student loans carry a total debt now that stands at $1.5 trillion, more than the cost of the war against Iraq. There are 44 million indebted current and former students. The average student debtor graduates owing close to $34,000 and is projected to spend 21 years paying it off. If you add the co-signers for those loans into the equation, there are approximately 100 million people, 40% of the U.S. population over the age of 18, who are chained to the banks. Keep in mind that, by special action of Congress, student loans cannot be written off by declaring bankruptcy. The vampires must have their blood no matter what. More and more, People with student debts cannot pay them off, and so they wind up in court, as student debt becomes just one part, even though a large one, of America's debt collection machinery. One in three Americans has a debt that has been turned over to a private collection agency. One in five Americans has unpaid medical bills that have gone to collection. More than 6,000 debt collection firms rake in billions of dollars a year for the creditors who hire them. Millions of collection lawsuits are filed each year in state and local courts. Frequently, the courts require no evidence that the alleged debt is actually owed. This should work in the defendant's favor. But the vast majority of these defendants are not represented by a lawyer. Over 95% of debt collection suits end in favor of the collector. As night follows day, debtors' prisons are coming back into vogue. Arrests for failure to pay a debt have been made in California, Florida, Minnesota, Indiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, and Texas. Writing a counterpunch, Alan Nasser warns that, quote, 
We have reason to expect that student loan debtors could come to make up a significant portion of the growing ranks of those threatened with debt prison. U.S. Marshals in Minnesota conducted Operation Anaconda Squeeze to arrest student loan debtors who had failed to appear in court for a debtor's examination. Unquote. Do we have to sit by and let the banks and their hitmen terrorize our country? Maybe not. For example, in Barcelona, Spain's second largest city, bank-owned properties are no longer allowed to sit empty. City authorities have announced that any apartment or house left vacant for two years or more will be seized and turned into affordable housing for the local residents. Banks found to be concealing empty properties are subject to fines and public ridicule. Is it possible in the United States to fight back against the banks who prey on us through a movement that unites student debtors with all those who could be housed in the vast sea of empty properties owned by American banks? There's only one way to find out. We are told all the time that the American people are apathetic. A USA Today study notes that in the past year, 63% of all Americans have volunteered for a cause. Not to mention the huge marches that have taken place in the past year and a half. Can you really be apathetic when you're moving? Do I speak for the world? Let's finish up with a quote of the week, this time from Johnny Tillman, the first chair of the National Welfare Rights Organization, who said, We can't afford racial separateness. I'm told by the poor white girls on welfare how they feel when they are hungry, and I feel the same way when I'm hungry. That's it for now. If you see me on the street, smile back. Because together we will stand every part.